Welcome to the Lake Room Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in today. So what's poppin', Laker Nation? What's goody? What's happening? How y'all doing out here in these streets? You know, uh, Christmas coming up. I hope y'all all have completed y'all Christmas shopping or almost completed or started. I know me, I am not done. I just, I'm a procrastinator, and that's bad. But I got a couple more gifts to get, and I'll be set. So, um, happy holidays. Let's just start the show off with that. Happy holidays. Um, Christmas coming up and Thanksgiving passing, and then we got the new year of 2020 on the way. So, yes, y'all, be safe out here for these holidays. Uh, I actually attended a holiday party yesterday, which was real cool. So, I know a lot of people are going to be out and about drinking and doing all that, having fun and being festive. So, yes. Now, let's get down to the nitty-gritty. Let's start off the show, and I want to briefly talk about the Magic, the game versus the Magic. Okay, so the game versus the Magic was one where we seen some of the Lakers' flaws come out a little bit. Um, every team obviously has their flaws. For this team, I feel like one of their flaws is sometimes they tend to take their foot off the gas um, when they have a lead, and that's annoying. That's annoying because it's like get the job done and get it done early because, you know, again, like I've said a million and two times, every team is going to give you their best shot. So the Lakers came out in this game blazing, you know, went up by 24 points. And I'm like, okay, well, maybe this will wash. Shit, can I cut it off? I was wondering if I was able to cut it off or not because it was was like really just beating them that bad. But then all of a sudden – you know, they, they started to give the Ma- – the Ma- why do I keep wanting to say the Mavericks? The Magic. I'm just about to say Orlando. Fuck it. Orlando. They want to keep giving Orlando life. And every team, once again, seems to become lights out from the three-point arc against the Lakers because, once again, they're giving us their best shot. So, lights out. And I'm just like, okay, this team really – they just go – keep making threes, and the Lakers just going to keep letting them make threes. So we have to, have to, have to, and I can't stress enough, stress this enough. We have to continue to have better perimeter defense. Um, This is, a, I think that was Avery Bradley's first game back, so he was a little rusty, to be expected. But there's no excuse for the rest of the team just letting them go off like that, even coming back into the game. Like I said, once you got a team down like that, just keep going, keep pressing, and and Finish the game before before it even starts. You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. If you know, I know you guys know that uh, that saying. Um, shit, you know, we just got to keep doing that. At the end of the day, once we got, if you got a team down by 24, ain't no way you should let them come back. That's you should win by at least 20. Um, so the fact that we let them come back, that was hella annoying. But we, you know, we came back. Um, and one of the reasons why the t- why, one of the reasons why the Magic came back because the Lakers turnovers were ridiculous. Like it was like they was just coughing the ball up left and right, butterfingers, um, all kind of stuff. And I'm like, what is wrong with y'all? You know, y'all play like y'all started and continue to play that way so we can get this W. But nope, too many fucking turnovers, and it should have been a runaway game, but it wasn't. At least we got the win. You know, it was they made it harder than what it should have been. They like to give me heart attacks. You know, I like to 
relax and chill, but the uh, Lakers won't allow me to do that. I always be feeling like my heart going to pop out my chest because they just be, <laughs> I guess they like to keep it interesting. They don't want to uh, just give us a boring game. They're trying to get the people their money's worth. But uh, at the end of the day, shit, I'd rather just, y'all win a game and win it in a good fashion. I mean, I ain't saying that every, every, t- every game got to be a blowout, but. You know, get that cushion so I'm not scared. <laughs> but, nah, I'm not always scared. Nine times out of ten, when a team starts off hot, my whole thing this this uh, season has been I never panic. I'm like, okay, this team has the um, cohesiveness, and they have um, – it's a word I'm looking for, and I cannot find it. It's at the tip of my damn tongue. Um, but they are able to – Get it together, you know. They can have one bad half and turn that shit around and um, just forget about their mistakes and just play the game of basketball and bring the team back and they have the ability to just lock in. They have that, that switch that championship teams seem to have when they're not having the best game or they're too passive-aggressive or the other team is playing up um, and they're losing. They just sometimes tend to have that switch where they can just say, okay, let's turn this shit up and let's win this game. And I feel like the Lakers can do that. Earlier in the season, that was our third quarter. Our third quarter, we were third quarter team. I don't know what quarter team we are now, but we were third quarter team. Where if we're down, we're going to make our run in the third quarter and pretty much close it out. But I just, like I said, I cannot get get that word out. I don't remember what the fuck the word is. Like, it's right there. But y'all catch my drift. I know y'all catch my drift. Y'all know what I'm talking about. So, anyways, that Orlando Magic game was harder than what it had to be again, like I said. But we ultimately got the win, starting off um, a good way to start our road trip off. So, I'm over that. Let's move on to this uh, Miami Heat game yesterday. I was not able to watch it because, like I said, yesterday I was at a holiday party, at a, um, a masquerade party. Um, so, I wasn't able to watch it. I watched it a little bit while getting dressed. And then I, from there, I had to just keep watching the scores. And it was a close game at the end. But another comeback win for the Lakers. I mean, we're we becoming a comeback team, I guess. You can't never relax when you got to lead against the Lakers because it's like they, they usually come back. I mean, the opposing teams, they probably like, yeah, we up 10. And then next thing you know, you're down 10. That's cool. That's cool for us Lakers fans and for the Lake Show. But, you know, I don't want to always play like that. I like to – at least, you know, have a lead, push the lead, or at least be right there with the team instead of fighting back 16 and fighting back 12 or fighting back 10 because to me that sometimes creates a bad habit. And we don't want to create those bad habits, especially on the road at um, another team's house where the Miami Heat were undefeated at home. And let me take a moment to give a shout-out to the Miami Heat, man. They played a hell of a game. I had to rewatch the whole game right before this podcast so I can give y'all you know, my thoughts, because like I said, I didn't even see it the whole game. So, yeah, shout-out to the Miami Heat, man. They played a hard-fought game, and I like that team. That is a good young team over there. And then you add Jimmy Butler, that's a great nucleus. Um, and they're going to do big things in the East. So I look forward to the, to seeing them play. They're, they're definitely a good young team. Tyler Hero, Nunn, and uh, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. They definitely do their thing for that for the Miami Heat, which is a great organization. Back to the Lakers. Yeah, that was a comeback game for us, y'all. Once again, Bron 
first half, seven turnovers, very un- uncharacteristic for him. I don't know what was going on with him in that game with the turnovers and all that stuff. Uh, he just just very sloppy play. Uh, but w- one thing with Braun is he he knows he had that tendency, you know, he had the messed up game. I feel like now his game has matured so much that he knows how to forget that first half and, you know, wash that away. And start off first in the, in the second half where I feel like in the beginning of his career, he would have let that first half probably get into his head a little bit and um, finish the whole game off like that. So, Bron, he like I said, he started off bad. He came back. The whole team came back better in the second half. Definitely a better second half than the first. They're just too big, y'all. They are so big, so long, so athletic. You got three shot blockers in McGee, Davis, and then um, Dwight Howard. So it's hard for teams to contest that. I don't think any team in the NBA right now has that many shot blockers or even play as big as the Lakers do. So, And then not only that, not only that, they're athletic. So it's not like they're slow-footed bigs. It's not like the Twin Towers. This is not a Twin Tower type of team. Their bigs are, you know, swift, they're quick, and then, shit, every now and then they can hit a three. Well, we know AD can hit a three and, and – and JaVale has hit a three this season, and um, Dwight has hit a three. They're not three-point shooters. Let's, let me clarify that. Of course, they're not three-point shooters, but what I'm saying is, you know, they're they're a modern uh, – they are modern centers to where, like I said, if, if, we, if we're if we blowing the team out, shit, they might mess around and hit a three on you too, just out of the fun of the game. <laughs> Um, but, yeah, their defense is where it's at, man. Anthony Davis is just a beast. He is just a beast, man. He's just too big, too strong. His game is so um, – he has such a smooth game, man. The jump shots, the three-point shots, you know, the turnaround jumpers, inside, outside. Like, his game is just so smooth. And it's a joy and a pleasure to watch. But, like I said, the Miami Heat fought back, and uh, they were up. They were up by, what, 12 to 16 points? Not really sure, but I know they were up. And they were playing their game. They were getting out running and shooting threes. But, like, this is another game where, like I said before, we have to guard the three-point line. We have to be better at the three-point um, perimeter. That is definitely one of our uh, – uh, that's definitely one of our areas that we need to work on. And I'm sure they know it. I'm sure they try to work on it in practice and I'm sure with Avery Bradley back, it's going to get better because he's one of the best perimeter defenders. Um, I don't want to hear no ifs, ands, buts about it. He gives so much effort in the game, along with KCP. Um, Bron's giving effort, you know, but sometimes these teams, they play up from the three-point line and shoot lights out once again, and we got to be able to contest it. If they're going to shoot lights out, let them shoot contested threes. And if we got to live with that at the end of the day. We definitely got to live with that. Instead of going under these screens, we got to start going over these screens um, and just get a hand up, man, hand down, man down. Y'all already know this, ain't? So that was a really good Miami game. Man. I didn't expect it for it to be that good, that close. Miami, uh, Miami, with Miami being undefeated, the Lakers had to come in and, and give them that L. Had to give them that L, man. Because somebody's streak was going to get broken that night. It was either the Lakers' road game win streak or the Miami Heat at home win streak. And 
I'm glad that we were able to break their real streak and continue forward with ours. So I'm very pleased with that. Um, Bron and AD, AD had 33 points, and I, I believe he had uh, 10 rebounds. Bron with 29 points and – oh, 28 points. I'm sorry, 28 points and 12 assists. Uh, man, he just going to continue to lead the league in in assists this, this season because he got to. He got to, man. He he has he has such great vision. And this is LeBron I'm talking about. Um he has such great vision, man. He one of the best passes in the game. And it's always at least one pass he make a game where everybody like, Really, Bron? How did you even make that? That touch pass I think he had in his Miami Heat game was something else. And this team, they just play for one another. That's what I love about this team. They play for one another. They play together. And Bron said that uh on uh, in the first half, he was, you know, turning the ball over that Boogie Cousins and AD got on his ass, you know, told him to stop playing with his head in that, his ass and be himself. Man, that's signs of a great team. That's signs of, co- sign of cohesiveness because, you know, LeBron being who he is, the other team can step up and tell them, hey, you fucking up. And a lot of teams are not comfortable with telling their star player that because their star player is their star player. But to be able to – Give criticism and LeBron accept the criticism. That's something that you got to be pleased with. You know, you got to be pleased with because then that shows you that this is actually a team. There's no egos. You know, there's no egos. There's no divas. Everybody is on one accord. If you get, if you fucking up, I'm gonna call you out. You know what I'm saying? And vice versa, if AD fucking up, I I expect LeBron or somebody else to call him out. Hey, you know, play your game. What you doing? Because you got to at the end of the day, you got to hold everybody accountable for how they play the game. Because if you don't, then you don't have a team. Everybody's playing for themselves. Nobody's playing for each other. And then you're going to lose a lot of games. And a lot of times, that's why teams lose a lot. Because especially bad teams, if you notice, bad teams play for themselves. They don't care about the team as a whole. They care about getting their numbers. They care about getting their next contract. You know, and... They care about what they can do. You know what I'm saying? They care about how many points they score, if they get in a triple-double, if they get in a double-double because they're they trying to boost their stock because they're on the bad team, and a lot of people want to leave the bad team. So in order to leave a bad team and go to a great situation, you want to show that you're worthy of that play. So a lot of times on these bad teams, you know, like I said, people tend to average 25 points. You know what I'm saying? Um, Kuzma. I think Kuzma's a prime example. He didn't play this game. Um, I forgot he didn't play. I didn't really realize that, to be honest. Like, I was like, oh, shit, Kuz ain't playing. But um, I think he had a sore ankle or something like that. So hoping for a speedy recovery for him. I know he's day by day. But back to what I'm saying, I feel like Kuzma is a prime example. And I say this because, look, so last year and then his rookie year, Lakers were a bad team. I mean, granted, we had LeBron on there. You know, but we just we didn't make playoffs, obviously. So let's say, quote unquote, we're a bad team. Kuzma averaging eighteen points, eighteen. I don't remember what his rookie stats were, but he was playing up, right? He's getting a ton of touches. Um, and I'm not saying in this instant instance that Kuzma was playing for himself, but he was able to do that because who else was going to do it? Nobody else on the team were able to produce like that. So Kuzma had eighteen points, and I think his point average dropped down to maybe like 12 or so. I mean, let me see. Let me look. I believe his point of average went to like 12. 
And part of that obviously is due to, to him missing some games and then have to be uh, play, play back because he was injured. Um, but the point I'm making is that he has to adjust to playing with superstars and he has to adjust to playing with a cohesive team, not a team where it's a bunch of young guys on there trying to prove themselves. And um, trying to, you know, stay on the team. Am I going to get traded? Am I going? Am I not going to get traded? You know, where's my next contract going to come from? And that was one of the issues with the Lakers previously because they kept signing all these one-year contracts, and everybody kept playing for themselves because they wanted that that big contract. They wanted that long contract, and they weren't getting it um, if they didn't play good. So they weren't cohesive. This team now, everybody pretty much know where they're going to be for the next couple of years. You got a couple one-year people in there, but I believe if they play well, we're going to bring them back. It's not up in the air like it was um, last year. So I'm get, I'm trying to get Kuzma's stats um, to prove to finish my the point I'm making. Where's Kuz? Kuz is – okay, Kuz is averaging 11 points. Like I said, last year he was averaging about 18 points. Let me see if I'm correct. Correct. Correct, 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 correct. Let's see. Points, 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 points. Oh, it don't show like that. It shows average points. Yeah, it's not showing like the year by year. I'm on an NBA um, thing. I'm on an NBA app. But y'all know what I'm saying. Um, and he averaged by 18 because he was on a bad team. And he had those opportunities to where now he don't have all those opportunities. And we really don't need him to shoot that much. As like, he, you know how he is. He he got a green light. He shoot whenever he get the ball, and we cool with that. But now you have to change your play style because you got a lot of people that could put the ball in the bucket, and everybody, you know, can contribute instead of having to lean too much on Kuz and LeBron to finish games out. You got a whole team that can get it done. That's that's my point there. It, like I said, it was just an overall good game. Good game. I don't think I have much. To say about this, man, I don't have much to say about this. I think I got everything I needed to say. Um, it was a close win, a very close win. I think we only won by three points. KCP missed a few free throws. So, um, once again, we just got to get better at our free throws. And that's probably, you know, one of the areas, too, that we got to fix. But we ain't going to shoot 100%. I mean, if we did, shit, that would be that would be something else. But um, we can always improve. There's always areas for improvement. No team is perfect. Um, this team is going to continue to work to get better day by day, every day. And that's all that we can ask for as fans is just for them to continue to work and continue to go and get better, man. That's all we can ask for. So our next game is against the Atlanta Hawks. Um, that should be a win. We're too big for them. Um, obviously, I believe we're a better team with, than them. Um, but that's another team that shoot lights out from three, so the Lakers going to have to bring their A game on the perimeter. Trey Young is always a threat um, to play. I mean, to, to play against. I don't know if he's going to play or not. I haven't been keeping eyes out on Atlanta, so I don't know if he's available or not. I don't know what's going on with that team, but I assume he's going to play. Um, so that's another team we got to watch out for. And uh, I think our next game after that, which you guys will get another podcast, I might – Throw a um, bonus podcast in if I have some time. I just need to get this uh, Christmas shopping out because your girls just... I'll be on some other shit, y'all. <laughs> I'll be on some other shit. Like, I know Christmas is coming. I know I got to get these gifts. And I'll just be like, okay, tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. The prime, the prime example of a procrastinating ass person is me. I got I to gotta do better. 
I got to work to get better every day, just like the Lake Show. We all got areas that we can approve in, even in just life in general, y'all. We all got the areas that we can approve in, improve in. So we got we got the Hawks, and then we got the Pacers. Now let me say this real quick before I hop off. Before I hop off, we owe the Pacers an ass whooping. Like we owe them an ass whooping. So I hope and I pray that Brown remembers that game last year where they put it on us. They put it on us, especially when we was going through all that trade room and shit like that, the trade deadline. LeBron, if you ever, ever, ever hear this podcast, please put it on the Pacers because we owe them one. We owe them one for that game, man. We owe them one. Please do. But that's going to do it for this episode of Lakers Run Podcast. I'm your host, Ray G, and I want to thank you guys all for tuning in today. Happy Holidays. And don't forget to follow me on Twitter at RAE underscore G33. Again, RAE underscore G33. Have a good 